This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, February 20th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. USDA launching environmental goals. Ag Climate Coalition debuts. And fertilizer giant sees farm economy rebound in 2020. Purdue unveiling a plan to cut environmental impact. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue is kicking off this year's Ag Outlook Forum by announcing a new initiative to increase farm productivity while reducing the impact that agriculture has on the environment. Purdue said in a prepared statement that was seen by AgriPulse, we know we have a challenge facing us to meet our future of food, fiber, fuel, and feed demands with finite resources. USDA's Agriculture Innovation Agenda is our opportunity to define American agriculture's role to feed everyone and do right as a key player in the solution to this challenge. The initiative's goals include reducing food loss and waste by 50%, reducing carbon emissions without regulatory overreach, reducing nutrient runoff by 30%, and increasing renewable energy production and usage. By the way, the theme for this year's outlook is feeding the world through innovation. Purdue will be joined by Argentine Agriculture Minister Luis Bestera, Canadian Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibeau, and Mexican Agriculture Secretary Victor Villalobos. Farm Coalition looks to shape policy. Just ahead of Purdue's announcement, a coalition of farm groups that had been formed to shape the U.S. climate policy made its public debut yesterday with a news conference on Capitol Hill. Farmers for a Sustainable Future includes the American Farm Bureau Federation, National Farmers Union, National Council of Farmer Cooperatives, and most major commodity groups. The coalition is aimed in large part at allowing farm groups to have a greater say in any climate legislation that comes down the pike. The group will be pushing voluntary incentives-based programs for addressing climate change and also plans to get behind infrastructure initiatives. According to its principal statement, the coalition wants to ensure that farm families maintain their ability to respond and adapt to climate events and that public policies do not threaten the long-term resiliency of our rural communities. Now keep in mind, the real test of this coalition likely won't come until 2021 at the earliest, and that would depend on the outcome of this fall's elections. If Democrats win the White House and Congress, lawmakers will be under pressure to move a major climate bill and potentially a tax on carbon. You can read Steve Davies' report about the coalition's launch at www.agripulse.com. Democrats debate fracking ban in China. Climate policy got an extended airing in last night's Democratic presidential debate in Nevada, but there was no mention of agriculture's role in the issue. Much of the back and forth focused on whether fracking should be banned and what it would take to bring down global emissions. Former New York Mayor Mike Bloomberg, who was appearing at his first debate, joined Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar in arguing against a fracking ban. Bloomberg also said it was critical to get China to reduce its emissions while warning that India was becoming an even bigger problem. You're not going to go to war with the Chinese. What you have to do is convince the Chinese that it's in their interest as well. 
Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, the Democratic frontrunner, and Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, as usual, call for the most aggressive action to combat climate change. Nutrien bullish on farm economy. Officials with the fertilizer giant Nutrien say they expect U.S. farm economy to recover this year despite uncertainty about when exports to China will increase as a result of the new trade deal. There is little doubt that it, the export increase, will be significant improvement into the last two years. That Nutrien CEO Chuck Magro and the company's quarterly earnings call. He said the company expects U.S. farmers to plant another 14 million acres of crops this year, mostly to corn and soybeans. Fertilizer sales are up 20% in the fourth quarter over the same period in 2018. USDA is releasing updated forecast of 2020 plantings today, but the department has been estimating an increase of 11 million acres. By the way, Megro said the coronavirus outbreak in China has slowed fertilizer sales there because of the impact on shipping. Say it again. PETA advises EPA in testing guidance. PETA, the animal rights group that has battled with agriculture for years, has played a key role in working with EPA to develop new guidance for testing the impact of pesticides on birds. This common-sense policy is a result of a collaborative effort with the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, or PETA, and is one of the first steps we've taken under my 2019 directive to aggressively reduce animal testing throughout the agency. That's the word of EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler. The guidance allows for the waiver of some studies when the agency has enough information to ensure that usage of a pesticide is safe for public health and the environment. CropLife America, which represents pesticide manufacturers, had no comment on the guidance. The group had previously indicated that it supported alternative forms of safety testing. Kenya to allow planting of first biotech cotton crop. Kenya, a country that bans the import of all genetically modified crops, is allowing farmers to plant a commercial BT cotton crop for the first time ever this year. That according to the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Kenya is likely going to have to take an even bigger step in its acceptance of the GMOs as it embarks on negotiating a free trade agreement with the U.S. The Foreign Agriculture says the import ban on genetically engineered products remains, denying many Kenyan producers and industry access to the best available science limiting genetic engineering technology, adoption and acceptance, and severely unduly restricting commerce, trade, and regional food assistance. U.S. potatoes get increased access to Japan. The National Potato Council is celebrating the success of USDA's efforts to get Japan to open up its market year-round to U.S. chipping potatoes, the kind that are optimal for making French fries and chips. Japan had limited entry of the American spuds from February 1 through July 30th. Here's today's He Said It. You would be surprised at how the older farmers have really latched onto this. That Zippy Duvall, president of the American Farm Bureau Federation, when asked by a reporter whether there is a generation divide among farmers when it comes to addressing climate change. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, February 20th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit Acropulse.com.
for AgriPulse Daybreak. I'm Jeff Allen.